0: Hey everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everybody, it's Larry from WSTrades doing the Sometimes Weekly Podcast. I uh, hope everyone had a good trading week. Things are volatile as can be, as usual. Um, I had a pretty good week. I'm going to go over my trades from the uh, past two weeks since I didn't do a podcast last week. I'm going to start off on my trades. I don't remember uh, when I uploaded the podcast, so where I ended off. So I'm just going to start off on the 23rd and uh, move to now. So uh got into a position on PBR uh, a few weeks ago and ended up selling that on the 23rd for a eight percent profit uh next i had shares of ntct sold those for a 4.4 percent 4. profit uh on the uh what is this 23rd as well had a spy position i sold a put vertical and that was i had rolled it from i believe a week before uh possibly two weeks before and it just spied, just dumped super hard. It was completely in the money. I couldn't get out of it uh, without taking a substantial debit. So ended up just closing it out uh, for max loss. I don't, re- I, yeah, I don't feel like going through the numbers and see uh, how much credit I actually took in. But yeah, that was a, my one crappy trade. Uh, UCO, I actually got into this trade. I didn't know that they were uh, doing a stock split. So I went long, like the chart and uh, actually held through the split. Uh, they had pumped pretty good before that, but I knew they were having the stock split coming up, so I held uh, four, I believe it was a, f- oh, man, I don't remember, four to one, I believe. So I ended up uh, getting four shares for every one share of UCO I had, and they ended up pumping off of that, which things you know typically do. And I closed that position for a 5.3% profit. Uh, next was CTRA. Uh, nice little swing trade. Uh, I closed that out at 3.6% profit. Uh, ICLN closed that at 3.2% profit, uh, STZ. So I'd been long STZ for a while and they've ripped, but just, uh, the shares are so expensive. I ended up just closing it out for a, uh, 2.2% loss. Uh, because like I said, it was just taking up a lot of capital and you know, they had pumped. I was down a lot more they had one day that they sold off i believe like six seven percent or something like that so them uh ripping back gave me an opportunity to get out at you know not such a bad loss and uh open up some capital for more trades uh i went long twitter once uh twitter came out or some news came out that elon was readjusting his bid to buy twitter uh it was still way under the price uh that his new bid was at so i figured i'd go long uh you up closing that out on the 27th for a 6.7% profit. Uh, SNO, I went long on the 27th and sold that on the 2nd for a 4.5% profit. Um, I also did a real quick uh, just one day hold on Ford. Ford had uh, released some stupid tweet about, you know, it was super cryptic. Just, you know, we're going to have news on um, the 2nd. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go along, see what the news is, because they're so cheap anyway. Uh, it turns out to be, you know, not anything huge. I mean, they, they're they going to open up a big plant, uh, lots of jobs in somewhere in the Midwest, I believe. So that's great news. Uh, but it was nothing like, you know, they didn't come out with an insane, crazy new car that would, you know, get people super excited. So they did have a little bit of pump, closed that out at 2.6% profit. So overall... Had a really good two weeks. Uh, only that one loser, and then you know me selling at a loss on my Starshare or STZ shares just to get out of it. Uh, overall, pretty good week. Um, topic I wanted to go over today is just because it's fresh on my mind. I just made a video for the YouTube channel. Uh, you guys can check that out. Um, open interest versus volume. I had someone ask me, you know, why is open interest different than volume? Why are the numbers different? And once you understand what open interest is, uh, it's super, super easy concept. So, uh, volume, uh, just like with anything in the market, you have a buyer and a seller. And whenever a buyer connects to a seller, then that shows up as a trade that goes under volume. So with uh, option contracts, uh, you have to open or close a position. So it's, you know, if you know about options, they're, they're contracts for you to either you know buy or sell something at a certain strike so with open interest if you know i'll use the example that i used in my video if uh bill thinks spy is going up and he wants to buy a call he'll put that out in the market he'll get matched with someone uh either another participant uh could be a market maker a bank you don't know when you're you know buying and selling options so uh bill goes out there says hey i'll pay you know let's use Easy numbers, $100 for a 420 SPY call that expires next week. Gets matched up. We'll say he gets matched up with a market maker. Market maker sells him that contract. Now that goes under volume. And it also goes under open interest because Bill just now opened a a new position. So how it differs is open interest can either go up, it can go down, it can stay the same. But volume, whenever there's a transaction that occurs is always just going to keep going up so uh with the open interest going up when bill gets that contract if he you know has second thoughts you know something's going on uh he just sees the market not moving his direction and he says no, no no i'm going to sell this to close so he sells that position now open interest goes down because he closed an open position and it works for uh, all types of trades if you anything that you, or anytime you open a contract, so you could sell to open a call. If you were, uh, bearish on spy, uh, you could buy to open a put, you could sell to open a put whenever you're opening a position and you have an open contract, then that's going to show up. That's going to add to the open interest. And, uh, one reason to keep, uh, the open interest in kind of keep an eye on it is, well, kind of twofold, uh, for me. And that's, uh If you trade things that aren't super liquid um even spy has certain uh strikes that aren't liquid, like no one's really trading a certain strike uh you could end up just getting kind of hosed with the bid s spread you know the market maker if you're if there's no other you know regular participant uh that trades that certain uh strike, then the market maker will do his job and make the market for you, but he's going to have some crazy, uh, spread between the bid ask. It's not going to be, you know, your normal. If you were trading something, uh, a, a really liquid ticker with very liquid, uh, strikes. So it's good to know that, you know, if you see that open interest on a certain strike is really high, then there's a lot of people with open positions, you know, active positions willing to trade. So, uh, you'll probably get a much better fill than if there wasn't. And another thing is Uh, just using it, kind of looking at price action, doing some technical analysis. Uh, Like right now, uh, Spy is kind of in a decent uptrend, kind of had a bottom out, um, or well, for now, bottomed out, and we've been having, uh, well, still volatile, but kind of ripping weeks. And so if you see uh, the price of a certain ticker is kind of going up, making its move higher, like, okay, Maybe this thing, this certain ticker is going to go, uh, keep making higher highs and you go look at the option chain and the open interest keeps on increasing on the call side. Let's say, you know, the just out of the money, uh, calls keeps on increasing. Then that's a good sign that, um, new money is making its way in. So there's more participants, uh, thinking the same way that it's going to keep going higher. So. Kind of a good sign to you know that it would be a uh continuous bullish move if more and more people are stepping into it, especially if there's huge uh contract numbers like i when I was making the video for YouTube, I just googled high open interest options and um some scanner on from Yahoo popped up. I looked at it, and there is a really weird straddle going on at the fifty dollar uh strike for the june monthlies of e e m there's It looks like straddle positioning anyways ways because the uh, calls and puts are exactly the same. They have like 300 and almost 50,000 contracts open right now. So that's an active position open. No one's, you know, open and closed and the volume wasn't even that high on it, but that someone just bought a crap ton of calls and puts at that $50 level. So uh, just something interesting, uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, one thing I wanted to go over... Uh, the, or the, the things I'm looking at going into next week. Uh, also, I just now made a video, uh, you can check out on the YouTube channel on, I just went over the indexes and I don't know. I'm still bearish on the market. You know, you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, it's, I almost seem like a permable or bear just because every week I'm like, I don't understand why this thing's ripping higher. And I still don't. Um, but at the same time, I was talking to a, a user on Reddit that downloaded um, the squeeze indicator and had some questions about it. So we've just been kind of going back and forth. And he asked, some, I don't remember what his question was, but I just told him, I don't know. It's just this market seems like it's in a very dangerous place where things have dumped hard enough that we might start seeing people stepping in and being like, oh, okay, this is enough. You know, I, this is a great price at, you know, whatever ticker, you know, we'll say spy it's dumped hard enough that I think this is a good price. I'm just going to start buying in. And that's, you know, the exact same thing we saw with uh, the COVID crash where nothing had changed. Just everything dumped 30% so quick. You had people, you know, pretty much bargain hunting saying, okay, well that's enough. You know, this seems like a great price to get in. And then everything ripped back insanely hard and just kept, you know, pumping higher when literally nothing changed. Everything was still shut down. Uh, It it was just absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it took me months to actually want to trade something bullishly after that move because it was just it it made no sense. And then that's kind of when reality set in that the market doesn't make sense. So, you know, just trade the charts. And the charts were saying things were going to keep going up for no reason. So, I don't know. We're just in that position right now. I feel the same way where uh, the indexes are all, they've made a nice move lower. Um, I'm still bearish, but I'm, you know, just kind of trading the same way where I'm sniping these, you know, 3 to 5% moves off of every ticker that I get in. And I'm and I'm not looking back. I don't care if it's a bargain price. I don't care if, you know, I get out of a position for a 2% gain and it rips 30% in the next day, doesn't matter. I'm not looking back. I'm not gonna start bag holding when I'm so bearish on the market right now. I mean, we're still talking recession. We're still talking food shortages, still the war going on in uh, Ukraine. It's, you know, gas prices are expected to keep on going higher. There's no reason why this should be the bottom, but at one point, at some point, people are going to start stepping in being like, okay, this, you know, it's cheap enough for me. I'm going to start buying in and, you know, just take this thing higher. And, you know, so right now the indexes, I looked at QQQ, DIA, and SPY, and all of them made this move down to, I guess they all bottomed out about the same time on the, uh, about the 20th and then started making these crazy moves higher. And now since the uh, 27th, all three of them have made a move above the 21 EMA and it's acting like really nice support right now. So until the, all the indexes show that they're not going to hold that 21 EMA uh, support level, then I'm going to be playing, you know, things bearish or bullishly. Sorry. Uh, so anyways, so you can look at the uh, Taker's Throw 21 EMA up on it on uh, QQQ, Spy, and DIA, see what I'm talking about, or uh, go check out the video on YouTube. I'm sure, you know, by the time you listen to this, it'll be up. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, please like and subscribe and leave a rating. Uh, also go over to the YouTube channel. And yeah, definitely keep an eye on the YouTube channel. I've got some premium content coming out on the website Uh, still super cheap. I think it's valuable information uh, for you guys. So keep an eye on that and thank you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also, please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.